welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. We are going to talk about Pro Wrestling Guerrilla's Battle of Los Angeles. And we are also going to go back to 1996 and New Japan Pro Wrestling to take a look at the Great Muda taking on Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, and we got some news and uh, a li- some some questions. But before we get to all of that, I would like to welcome in the Tim Donst to my Jonathan Gresham. <laughs> Marianne, hello. Hi. How are, how are you? I'm good. Okay, yeah, don't talk like that. That's that's a whole thing. I, I you should see my face that I'm making to go with it. Uh, one time, truly, uh, pure, extremely brutal wrestling entertainment tag what team a champions. Yeah, I don't what? know. Yeah, I have no idea when the hell that was, but uh, <laughs> that was a few years ago. I remember. It says it. It says it right here. Back when I would constantly keep tabs on my on my fiance, who is uh, going to? Because I obviously can't make it to freaking um, Joe Gacy's wedding because money, right? Um, but he got a shady hotel with uh, with George. Nice. And I was like, oh man, it's not as shady the hotel I stayed at where I got flea bites. Yeah. Oh man. Oh goodness. So uh, how how have you been since I last saw you? I've been good. I had uh, a lot of fun on Monday, the day after Bola. I went and hung out with Glenn, went to Venice Beach. Nice. Coincidentally, and I'm also mad about this, was at Venice Beach the exact same time as Lucky Kid. Oh, man. Missed opportunity. Uh, but yeah, we went to like a, a, a beachside like restaurant, diner place or whatever, and just got like really drunk. <laughs> oh, man. He had like a Bloody Mary and a beer and then like three margaritas. He was like, I need to sleep on this plane. My God. But it was it was a, it was a fun time. A guy was like roller skating around with a giant snake on his shoulders. And it was just fun stuff. Very, very cool. So shot. Sh- sh- oh, wait, we can't get into uh, we can't get into Bola just yet. Um, I am moving tomorrow to my new location uh, a a house that is not yet named uh we'll probably call it uh pincroft manor i don't know <laughs> i vote for that i kind of like that i'll run it by uh lauren when i am done recording here although you, you described a new location as if it's a new like batman lair it is basically it will be our own uh estate illustrious estate I'm 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 surprised you haven't found a, a Doctor Who related name for it. Oh, I mean, I we'll we'll see. I, we haven't gotten that far yet. Uh, I mean, we we'll have, get that far, John. You're moving tomorrow. We we gotta we gotta sit in there and figure it out and 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 go from I there. I just pictured I you two sitting on the floor with no furniture. I mean, that's kind of gonna be the <laughs> the life we lead for a little bit at least. Um, but yeah, uh, we're gonna start moving tomorrow. Uh, I've got the. I have a router and a modem, so hopefully... The most important part. Yeah, and we have uh, the internet guy, or person, if you will, coming on Sunday. So uh, there should be no interruptions. We should be recording TTR at some point next week, which 
I guess brings us to some some news items. Uh, AEW starts next or this coming Wednesday. Um, so Marianne, we got to figure out how we're gonna how we're gonna because we ain't this. missing that shit. Because if my boy Dust is on television, I know. So uh, it, I don't know if you want to try and continue to. No, AEW takes precedence over everything else. I'm saying, do you want to try and record on Thursday still? And as I say that, I realize I have a work function that I'm going to next Thursday. So, so that won't work. So should we do Friday? Would you like to do Friday? And are we that on, works. are we only doing AEW from this point forward? Um, in a classic match. Did you get a chance to look at how 205 Live was set up? If it was also split again this time, because you know how it was split on Hulu, where they still had it split as a separate show, despite it being on part of whatever. Um, I think it is. Uh, I mean, I have not checked. I I watch uh, two hundred five on the award winning WWE Network, uh, so I'm not I'm not sure how it's split up on on the Hulus. Um, oh, I mean, I could watch it on the WWE Network as well. Right, right. So. So uh, I'm not I'm not sure if you want to continue to watch 205. I'm totally fine with that. I mean, because I always like the material. Um, NXT is a bit different for me. I think I'll like watch an NXT right. like just to see how it works out with the way that the way it's you know set up. Yes, but I especially since like I'm usually not a huge fan of the content. Yeah, it's uh, it sucks because I mean, obviously, this is uh, I guess if w- this was the last podcast on the left ep- episode, this is uh, pretty much a relax fit episode um, for sure. Oh boy! Speaking of podcasts, mm-hmm. I Glenn, damn you, over in England, god damn you! Um, when we were driving, he was like, "I'm going to get you into a new. I'm going to get you. A, this is going to be your new favorite podcast." Mm-hmm. And I was like, um homie have you even heard last podcast on the left (laughs) and then he introduced me to a podcast um klos but it's like um it'll take classics like rock songs and break them down like um, oh i listens to i listened to audio slave like a stone oh and broke it down so they took out the they uh, just put the drums and they played the drums for it and then just did like the little history behind that the drums and then the bass and then whatever is in between and then the guitar and then the vocals and they isolate everything by itself and so you notice things that are in the song that you didn't hear before nice that's cool and it's hilarious and fucking brilliant there's things that you learn like they did um a flock of seagulls i ran oh nice Guitar player for that band, totally underrated. Also, only 17 years old when that they recorded that song. Ooh. And he's like the most talented one. Insane. Um, also, Take On Me. There's weird parts in that song that you didn't even know there was acoustic guitar in that song. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. That sounds weird, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And then they did uh, um, um, Heaven Is A Place On Earth, Belinda Carlisle. Nice. Um, that one was great because they were like, this song is really complicated and also super beautiful when you like break it down. Because he'll like take the drums and like he'll play each of them separately. And then he'll be like, okay, here's just the drums and the bass. Oh. Or here's just the bass and like the this or whatever. And then and it's like the actual, like it's actual from like um, pieced apart from the actual audio. Oh, wow. Nice. So it's kind of like how they make karaoke tracks, but in like better quality. And it's oh, a radio show. That's pretty cool. But then they, they added it as a podcast. But anyways, it was fucking brilliant. The two that I listened to with Glenn was More Than a Feeling by Boston, uh-huh. which I guess Marianne 
from that song it was an actual person and um and we and go your own way by fleetwood mac nice they'd have the 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 they i did listen to wonderwall i listened to Maneater, which is obviously hollow notes first on my list i um, they did a rick rolling episode <laughs> that's great it, and they did oh my god one of the ones they were like this song does not get enough credit at all ever and if anybody talks smack about this band i will go no you need to stop and listen because they're brilliant uh all star by smash mouth oh my god that's they did that one it's actually brilliant (laughs) (laughs) you don't realize it until they break it apart and you're like shit this is complicated as shit man (laughs) that's crazy it's brilliant and they talk about the producers and who did what to add what in and like it's brilliant like the amount of knowledge and stuff that goes into it and i went fuck you glenn because i knew i would be obsessed with it i told my mom about it so that's probably what my mom and i are going to be doing this weekend is just listening to those nice so it's good shit but anyways all right podcast so we will i guess (laughs) record on on friday uh going forward at least and we're just gonna watch 205 and aew um, I will say, uh, Dakota Kai is back. You just made the list. I'm very excited about regular that. NXT or NXT UK. Regular NXT, and I believe her and uh, and Nixon tagged somewhere on a house show tonight. I did tell Glenn. I was like, "Does she? Was she aware that that's a, 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 a like a, a porn star name?" And he was like, "Oh no, I remind her every time I see her <laughs> that Tegan Knox is a terrible name." Oh my goodness! I was like, "Well, at least somebody's doing it." Yeah, at least someone is. Um, I believe also on two hundred five live we had the uh, the Brit and Brawlers show up, oh, which is pretty cool. This baby. And with that, we have the Oni Lorkin tweet of the week. I have it right here, and this is in all caps. Obviously, every Tuesday night at SmackDown, Vince McMahon calls me into his office and tells me to close the door, and we take our shirts off. And we listen to ACDC and do push-ups and talk about people we want to fight. And I hope this makes people on Reddit mad. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. It's a, that's a pretty good one. Did I tell you about the time I bought him a burrito? Yes. You good did. shit. That was that was first time Oni Lorcan experience. Um Let's um so Marion, I, I have I have an issue here now. This is this, Oh boy. This is an issue. Um, oh, oh boy, we're gonna get we're we're gonna get into Bola here in a second. Um, but that's the all the reason that's the only reason people are here, man. Basically, they want the, yeah, they, they want the sweet, sweet. They want the the deets on Bola. So I met Tony Deppin at Bola. I'll just <laughs> I'll tell this I'll tell this story right now. Um, I said to him, "Hey, man, um, I read your tweet that you you quit your day job and you're doing this full time, and I just." Wanted to tell you, I thought that was fucking cool, and I want to support you. And he's like, oh, he was the nicest guy on the face of the planet, uh, which is hilarious for a number of reasons. Considering, yeah. His entrance theme has been stuck in my head yes. for like three days. I, Me as well. We built this city on rock and roll. Been... Just just the way he would come out and then do the dun, dun, and then like pose like to the time of the music. Yeah. I went, this is this is my this is my guy right here. It's uh, It's good stuff. So... I say that to him, and I also say, I say, also, man, I'm so mad because I bought New Japan tickets for San Jose, and then a week later, you guys announce you're running the same weekend. And I'm like, and I said to him, I'm thinking of selling my tickets. And he said, well, 
I know the whole card for the GCW show, and you should probably sell your tickets. Dead, dead serious. That's what he said to me. And one of those matches they announced uh, yesterday for the GCW championship, it will be uh, Jake Atlas <laughs> taking on Nick Gage. Um, and that should be oh my God. nothing short of amazing. So that's one match. They've announced a bunch of other people. I'm not sure, Marianne. I might just uh, I might just send these tickets your way and be like, pay me whenever. They were Yo, cheap tickets too. So dope, man. We'll see. We'll see, Marianne. I don't know. As long as long as you like, at least I'm really glad that you got to experience the brilliance that is Jake Atlas's gear in person. I mean, I've seen Jake Atlas live before. But have you, his gear? Oh, his gear was a total total toot. Ugh, so good. So. Now that we are talking about the Battle of Los Angeles, let's let's get into this, Marianne. Um, we both attended all three nights of the Battle of Los Angeles. The 15th, one of the lucky group. The fifteenth annual. It took place on September nineteenth and twentieth, and then we had an off day, and it was back on for the finals on the twenty second. Um, this was, uh, I want to say, going into the tournament. I was kind of like not as surprised or not, I'm sorry, not as excited as the year before. I feel like why last is that? Year, I don't know. I feel like the we got a lot of people I didn't I hadn't seen a lot of like making their debuts. Um, well, they kind of have to do that now. Yeah. Like we saw. I mean, last year, I mean, Iliad, Shingo, uh, Jonah Rock. Uh, I mean, we had a bunch of Jody Fleisch was there. T Hawk. I mean, oh, I crazy. forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, um, I think this was no, it wasn't dark. Oh, Marco Eagles, Marco Stunt, randomly uh, replacing a wrestler. It was it was good stuff. There's and then Robbie Eagles. Yeah, good shit. Yeah, Robbie Eagles. So there's a lot of good stuff this year. I was kind of like, ah, I don't know. I mean, there's some... it was either people that we've seen a million times or people that we haven't seen before. Right. Or people I've seen like maybe a match of. Um, yeah. And it was uh man, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. And we'll I mean, we'll just we'll get into it here. Um, So the first night um, are we going we... in match order or just going doing matches of first night? What, how, how would you how would you want to tackle this? Oh, here? I don't really I don't really care. So, I mean, we can we can go night by night if we really want to. I just have to uh, I just have to pull up the the pro wrestling gorilla tickets site here. Um, and I think just just next time, I think I'm going to. Next time there is a PWG, I think I'm going to get the the opera box. Oh my god, Jack and I want to do that really bad so we could be Statler and Waldorf. I just want to I want to see that view. You want yeah, I want to see that view, but you have to get a minimum in drinks. Which you have to pay a certain amount. Which is fine. I'll just buy twenty five dollars in soda. And the entrance to the opera box is you have to go behind the curtain. Oh really? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, and is standing room up top? Yeah, which is also great seats. I know. I'm like, I might try this standing room nonsense. But, I mean, seats are fun. But seats are also not fun, especially... Because you have to move them all the time. Oh, my Lord. Dude, did you see me so drop my Backstreet Boys backpack and fucking, like, Bandito? Like, <laughs> No, I didn't. I, did, I forgot about this until just now. And I remember turning to Jack and going, oh, my God, Jack, I think I just ruined their footage. <laughs> Because I jumped up out of my seat to move back, but I forgot that I had put my Backstreet Boys backpack on the ground momentarily, uh-huh. and I had to like push something back, and I cannot remember what match it was. It was a lucha match, I will say that. 
And they both came crashing out to the floor and it was right before the other one. So it was like Bandito or somebody lying on the ground and my Backstreet Boys backpack is lying right in the line of fire on the ground. And I went, ah! and no. I risked my life. Sorry for screaming into the microphone. I risked my life and ran right in front of Bandito in the line of fire, swooped up my backpack and like ran into somebody's arms and people were like, yay. <laughs> but I was like, I know that my bitch ass is going to be right in the camera view. Like right when that was. Oh my Fuck. God. Goodness. For a good cause. Yes. Um, so night one, um, a lot of fun. And I'm looking at it and they kind of, they went in order here now that I'm looking at it. Uh, we opened the show with um, a kid, also <laughs> known as a kid, taking on, uh, am I hitting the button for this? Oh, you fucking are fucking hitting the button so goddamn hard right now. Uh, taking on Lucky Kid. You just made the list. Um, this match, like, was, was so good. It was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was a great opening match. It was so good. Yeah, I think at the end of the night, I went. Uh, I think that was my favorite match of the of the entire night. I yeah, think. mine too. I think a lot of people were saying that, which was awesome. Which is great because I mean, the opener got everybody going a little crazy there. That was good stuff. Um, a kid advanced. Uh, I, I believe- had to explain that to my trainer because I had a gym session yesterday, uh-huh. and I was like just gushing about Lucky Kid because Lucky Kid is so hot um that makes me sound like a perv he's a man he's a grown man um but i was like yeah a kid and he was like wait do you say a kid or a kid and i was like both because they both sound terrible and he was like (laughs) he needs to change that name (laughs) it is a hyphen kid um i had truthfully only seen maybe one or two matches of a kid before this and lucky kid i had seen about the same honestly i didn't get to watch um the 16 carat tournament which he won this year i believe um but he's just the most darling weird little streaky hyena man yeah i think that's how dan described him i i really love his his presence in the ring um it's it's he's just weird and i love him Uh, i'm a little bummed he did not go further in the tournament but a lot of people are but also i mean he had um yeah, you know he was there for night for night uh for night three. A lot of these guys they were they had they flew to Chicago. Yeah, they flew to Chicago. They were they did their match and then they were like, well, time to get on a plane. Well, because Lucky Kid had another show on Friday, and then he had flown to Chicago to do a show with Orange Cassidy and sh- like on Saturday, and then yes. came back for Sunday. And That's so right. when I talked to Glenn about this, Glenn was like, yeah, I went up to him, and he was like, Glenn was like, yeah, Lucky Kid, like I don't think he slept. Yeah, because like, usually he's like boisterous and stuff, and he's just like Eglin. Like when he's on, he was like he's like he couldn't even look at me. He was oh, so no. exhausted. Oh no, well, poor boy. Yeah, I mean they put on a great show to open uh, night one. So good. We had Brody King versus Caveman Ugg. Um, I this match was fun. I liked it. Uh, I don't. I mean Ugg impressed for sure uh, in a losing effort to Brody King. Oh man, what I can't wait till we get to the the semifinals because there's a lot of nonsense going on but we'll get there um any thoughts on uh brody king i also met brody king i talked to him he's awesome isn't he oh my god he's so great he is so fucking cool he had my some... favorite part i don't know if he was doing it during that match or another match where he turned to drunk it was this match no no no, to... no 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 it was the next one because drunk uh, joe did not have front row seats for that one yes but he he was like oh now you're fucking awake someone needs to get that that man help it's like real bad. Yeah, he he's need, from the Bay Area he, too. He needs he needs to seek help, like straight up. 
Anyway, uh, Brody <laughs> King wins, and then we had uh, Dragon Lee taking on Ray Horace. Uh, good lucha things happened. That's oh, man, sure. can I put a luchador on my list? Is it Ray Horace? Oh, boy. You just made the list! I'm, a, I, Ray- I'm, I'm kind of bummed that he went away from the Egyptian gear look. Cause that- well, I mean, he's still on it. I remember the first still... time I saw him, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's great. And he has Egyptian gear. Hell, yeah. Oh, my God. He is so, like, I've never, I had this conversation with um, uh, with somebody at Bola where I was like, I've never been able to look at a luchador or a Kath Barbeto, who's, she's really funny on Twitter. Mm. She was there with um, Hunk Tears. Mm. Um, and she said, if there's one wrestler who I am convinced is really good looking underneath the mask, it's Pentagon. And I went, No. Because the answer is Ray Horace. Ray Horace, I could look at him and I'm just like, this man is gorgeous. All I have to see is just like his eyes. And I'm like, this man is a hunk. And I can tell he's a hunk. He, I could think he looks like Howie from the Backstreet Boys. Wow. In my mind. But then Glenn was like, no, because Bandito is handsome. And I went, I don't need to hear this because Bandito is a small man with long hair. But apparently that's been told I have from multiple sources that Bandito is a strikingly handsome man. <laughs> so... Well, there you go. The bandit runs away and run away. Ugh, runs away with people's hearts. My God, fucking hell! But yeah, Ray Horace is banging. Dragon Lee gets the win there. Uh, I have shit to talk about Dragon Lee later. All right, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, up next, we we took a little break from tournament action, and we we had Alex Zane and Joey <gasps> Janela taking on Blake Christian and Tony Deppin. Now, okay, this was a tag team match, but. I there was not a single tag that happened in this entire match, but I don't think at the end anybody really gave a shit. Bola, we need to fucking talk about Alex Zane. That will not be the title of this. I know we're not, but this is this is exactly uh, uh, yeah, Alex... where I'm going with this. It was the same type it was the same type of thing I mean, that happened with Pete Dunne. Alex Zane did not get the John Pingle pep talk to bring him to That's the true. States and that become is true. the longest reigning NXT UK champion. Yes, uh, that, that is true. He did not get the John Pingle treatment. He didn't. But get the still, John it was another treatment. situation where people did not know who he was, and only a few people did, and he fucking killed it. Uh, Alex Zane, who was billed from the Taco Bell drive-through, which is just that's really all you need to know. Uh, and he is also his nickname is the Sauce. And he is he is something else, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you. Uh he is he's gonna go places and do some really cool cool stuff. That is he, for sure. He is so good considering how tall he is. And there's yeah. no I, he his shirts his shirts say body by Taco Bell. Yeah, there's no way. Which I can confirm after having hung out with him for several days in a row, it's not a lie. <laughs> um uh, He's just, he's such a stellar person, too. He was so happy to be there. And I went up and I was like, I'm so proud of you. And everyone loved you so much. And I'm so happy. We had to talk about Carl, but we'll get to that at the end. Um, Speaking of people I'm proud of. uh, But yeah, Alex Zane just absolutely blew that out of the water. I did have a talk with somebody, um, Glenn. I'm just going to keep throwing Glenn out there. Where right. He said Alex Zane was my favorite person in that whole match. Oh yeah, he uh I would Which not Which is saying a lot. I would not be surprised if we uh if we see um Alex Zane in super strong style 16 at some point. More on that a little later unless we can't talk about that, but I think I don't know. I haven't I haven't spoken about it. Okay. So 
Next up, we had Darby Allen and Black Taurus. Now, Marianne, what do you think of Black Taurus? He looks like a children's book villain. I mean, you're not wrong. But what do you think of his wrestling abilities? No, because you know when you ask me what do I think of, I immediately jump to an analogy. No, that's fine. That's all I know how to do. That's um, that's fine. I, we, that is what the people live for. But I also want to know. What he literally you... is a giant bull. Yeah. Like, that's how he wrestles. Have you seen um, what he used to look like? No. So, do I want to? Yeah, because his... Um... <laughs> so when I googled Black Taurus... Um, a bunch of Ford Tauruses came up. That is very funny. He actually looks kind of reminiscent. <laughs> that's so funny. He kind of looks reminiscent of a Black Taurus from uh, World of Warcraft, but I digress. Um, I believe he's from AAA. Nerd! So his old gear, it just, you know, it looks just like Lucha gear. And then I guess somewhere on- along the way, he's like, no, I want to be a weird, crazy... Well, because he's a big guy. Uh, yeah. I wish I could find it. I, I Somebody tweeted it at one point, but I don't see anything right now. I just see all of his uh, his newer gear. And I, I mean, I love it. The mask is super cool. He has like a white version, which I wish he would have worn. That one looks pretty pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I like Black Taurus. I think he's a, he's a fantastic wrestler. This was a rematch from WrestleMania weekend. Um, which saw, I believe, Black Taurus get the better of Darby Allen, but not this time around. I thought the finish to this match was uh, just a little weird. I thought a, a lot of um, Darby Allen this weekend kind of disappointed me. Oh well, I mean, we'll we'll get to we'll get to Darbs in a second here. Darbs, that's yes. what we're calling him now. We'll get. I, I mean, Darbs. I mean, if anything, Marianne, you should be singing his praises. I would think. We'll get to it. We'll get to it in a second. Did um, he piss someone off that I don't like? Yeah. David Starr? No, the match <laughs> no. before that. I don't remember. It was... It's all a blur. It's all wrestling. You'll all have right, to tell right. me we'll, as it goes. We'll get there. We'll get there. But Dar- Darby Allen kind of just stands there for a minute and he tricks um, Darby or he tricks Black Taurus into a roll up um, and he just kind of leaves. And I was like, huh, that was weird. Um, but whatever. Uh, up next, we had. The Octopus, Jonathan Gresham, taking on Artemis Spencer. Um, This match, a lot of people loving the Artemis Spencer. Um, Truthfully, I wasn't really that impressed if I'm just dropping truth bombs right now. I need to watch more of him. I'm blinded because he's such a stellar human being. I'm sure sure he is. I also heard he, he may have been very nervous. Um, I told you this. Oh, you did tell me that. Oh, because yeah. we did have this conversation. So he I, was he was like really like you could visibly tell how nervous he yeah. was. So I'm willing to give this dude another chance. I mean, a large portion of the crowd loved Artemis Spencer, and this was my first time seeing him. Um, and I was kind of like, uh, I mean, well, he wrestles at bar wrestling a lot. Does he? Yeah, that's the the, t- the times I've seen him. We're at bar wrestling, but he's a lot of uh, Pacific Northwest because he's from Vancouver. Yeah, he's like a, he's a Defy guy. I think I, he's married to Nicole Matthews. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Look at that. Uh, but I, I mean, <laughs> I will say Artemis Spencer did do some cool stuff in this match. It just felt I, there was a little bit of a disconnect, and I really hope I might just buy the DVD. Or, I'm sorry, the Blu-ray to see if when um, Jonathan Gresham put him in the octopus 
and then started um, throwing elbows into his face. If you can see me dismissing Artemis Spencer to the back. <laughs> I think I even saw that. I was like, all right, bye. Bye, dude. See you later. <laughs> and it was crazy because like not he did not tap out. It was a technic it was a technical knockout. Jonathan Gresham only did technical knockouts or submissions this entire bola. And fun what, fact. What a fucking story that was. And I mean, just keep that in mind as we uh, as we travel through this um this tournament that I mean, so far the story that the only story I can see that we need to remember that went through the entire tournament is Gresham knocking people out. And for a brief moment, um, Darby Allen, how he rolled up Black Taurus with his legs. He did. It was almost like a figure four roll up kind of thing. It was a sneaky. It was a sneaky, tiny um, little wormy man move. (laughs) A a little sneaky, wormy man move. (laughs) I hope that's the technical name for it. Um, (laughs) Up next was our main event. And it was uh, Mexa Blood, Bandito, and Flamita in matching masks, which was pretty cool. Um, taking on the Lucha Brothers of uh, Penta L Zero M and Ray Phoenix. Um, yeah, this was a match. Yep, uh, it was fine. Um, I've seen this before. Uh, yep. I feel like I've seen it a lot. I will yep. say they did that really. There was one really cool spot where I. I can't remember who got somebody on somebody got on shoulders. somebody's shoulders. Yes. Yeah, they got on so- each other's shoulders, and then one person did um, a Spanish fly to the other person while on top of their partner's shoulders. Uh, that was pretty cool. There was some cool stuff in this, but I mean, yes. overall, I've seen it a lot. So you know, I'm kind of kind like I think that was the first night that I was kind of like, all right, I'm kind of over this. I you already know how I feel about this. I know, um, and I think this like this is the first night that I was like, I'm kind of like I'm kind of done with this. Like I've seen this shit. Um, the biggest thing I have to say is they took up a quarter of the ring with their merchandise. Yeah, they had a lot of merch. It was gross, and also they um. One of Josh's friends did a really cool, like, um, Bola poster thing, and he sold his artwork to High Spots. Oh, wait, what? The poster that they... Okay, so he did a really cool, like, like uh, poster, like, sign thing, uh-huh. like, for Bola of this year, and High Spots bought it off him, because he, he made it. And then fucking Pentagon and Ray Phoenix printed a bunch out and were selling them to people when they didn't have the right to. Wow. I was like, you have fucking bobbleheads and way too much fucking shit right there. You're working your children's slave hours. Like, this is not okay. I was so mad. I was like, you guys have so much merch. Like, give some other people some room. God damn. Yeah. Uh, breaking news, Marianne. Marianne doesn't like the the Lucha Brothers. No, That's this, not breaking news. This is legitimate breaking news out of the nearly confirmed dead Ring of Honor promotion. Um, Matt Taven has just been defeated by Roosh, and Roosh is the new Ring of Honor world champion. Uh, Man, I wish I knew who those people were. Los Ingobernables fame, Roosh, who is uh, Dragon Lee's brother. In real life? In real life. He is oh, in so the therefore ring. therefore I hate him. 
He is in the ring with him right now, and they are doing the Los Ingobernables fist in the air. And Matt Taven, the Matt Taven experiment is over. Thank God. R.I.P. Was this his going away thing to go and be losing buddies with oh, fucking God. Mike Kanellis? I, f- I fucking hope not. Oh, my God. Please. What if? Please do not do this. But anyway, uh, let's move on to stage two. Of the first round. Of the first round of the Battle of Los Angeles. We opened the show. Like, I think every opening match in, in every every uh, night was amazing. The opening match for night two was uh, Jake Atlas versus Jungle Woo! Boy. Woo! Jake Atlas! Jake Atlas! Jake Atlas! What? These My two... Boy. These two dudes tore the freaking house down. They f- they are like best friends forever. Going nearly twenty minutes, um, they were hitting each other with with everything. Uh, it was absolutely insane. Do you though think that the match went like ten minutes too long? Well, I mean, I didn't know if we were going to if we were going to talk about that yet. But um, I know. I mean, we we can talk about what you want. I didn't know you were gonna. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying yeah. I know someone we we spoke to later that night thought the match went too long, and I I tend to agree with them. I would agree that the match did go a little long. In hindsight, yes, it did. But um, in the moment, I was too emotion. In the moment, oh, God. there were so many near falls. Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff there. Um, I mean, we'll talk about uh that person a little later after we're done with night two here because I, I mean the, the the close out to night two i didn't get home till i want to say maybe one two thirty one or one thirty two i don't know but man i was like hell yeah professional wrestling is fucking amazing but <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit um yeah I, I, that match could have gone a little shorter i mean i i i don't you know i i could take it or leave it but i could i i if it was a little shorter, I think I would have given it a little higher rating. It was so good, though, regardless. I mean, I went, and, and I say I would have given it a little a little higher rating. I gave that match a 4.5. No way! Which is um, the second highest rating of the tournament. And we'll get, we'll get to Fucking that. Hell. And actually, now that I look about it, I apologize. That was not the match that opened night two. What did you rate Lucky Kid A-Kid? Lucky Kid A-Kid was a 4.25. That's that's not bad. No. Um, That was not the match that opened um, night two. It was actually Mick Moretti and Joey Janela. That was the match that opened night two. Um, But anyway, let's let's circle back to Atlas and Jungle Boy. Yeah, it was a little... (laughs) that match is more important no i mean we're already halfway through talking about it so we might as well just finish it uh jake atlas was over like rover that is very apparent and if he well we'll get to it we'll get to it a little later he deserves all the nice things he really does um he is a stellar person yeah i went up and talked to him i was like i did too dude and he was like, I love your wallet because my rainbow wallet. That's yeah. like, I was like, oh, thanks. I have it. So I don't ever lose it. <laughs> I was really <laughs> bummed because I waited too long to go to go over to him. And I went to him on, I think, the final night. And I said, hey, man, uh, I'm sure you already know this, but you're fucking amazing. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. I said, I want to buy a shirt from you, but I'm pretty sure you are out of all the sizes. And he's like, I've only got two and three X. And I was like, fuck. I was like, his shirts are awesome, though, aren't they? They're great. I love them. I love that shirt. 
And I said, how much does the 2X shrink? And he said, it shrinks basically the one time you wash it. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, all right, man, I'll get I'll get you later. And he's like, oh, thanks. He was like, thanks for coming to talk to me. I'm like, no, I can get you one next no time I see him. I mean, I'll probably see him at, at a at a PWG soon. I well, let me tell you, I am. Well, he's always at APW. I'm stacked up on shirts, so I'm right now. I'm good. John, you can never have too many black wrestling shirts. Oh, yes, you can, and I own all of them. Um, we also forgot to t- to talk about me um, meeting Jonathan Gresham. Oh yes, good shit. So night one intermission, I have like spies everywhere because he was he didn't come out at the at the beginning and i went oh no this is so familiar but you also have to (laughs) you also have to remember there's at least like there's like a million dudes so they had to do it in like shifts yeah and then pentagon and then had to take up one quarter of the goddamn ring yeah basically and um i saw him come out and then i i feel like I saw him Chris, too. I got to him first. Chris saw him, and then you talked to him briefly and came over to get me. As you were walking over there, and I saw you with this look on your face, and I was like, oh, thank God. And I told him, I was like, look. It's like, my friend John. And I like told him, he was like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And I was like, sweet. And I was like, I thought these soaps were a lie. Somebody got my... I was like, S- I thought these were just a rumor. <laughs> I made it seem... Because that's the way they were being described, as these soaps were just like... I heard a rumor that Jonathan Gresham was bringing octopus-shaped soaps. Yes. Was not a fucking lie. Um, <laughs> so I said, I said... I said, Jonathan, hello. My name's John. Um, I've been trying to meet you for a while. And I don't re- really remember what I said after that. Um, I'm very sure I mentioned I, I was a huge fan of his matches with Zack Sabre Jr. in 2015. And I talked about the the first two falls being the double pin and how I'd never seen that. And, of course, I I hit him with my patented, uh, you're fucking amazing. I think you're the best wrestler in the world. And next, this time next year, he's going to be the longest reigning NXT champion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, no, no. He's already, he's doing good stuff already. Uh, but I said to him, um, what do you got here? And he pointed, he, he was like, I've got, I'm like, I want this shirt and this shirt. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, what else do you got? He's like, I got the soap. I'm like, I'll buy the soap. And I said, what else do you have? He's like, I got a eight by 10 and these two cards i'm like i'll take one of each of those and he was like oh uh really i was like i told him i warned him ahead of time i was like yeah man i got i'm like i got the cash and i i'm i was gonna buy the other two shirts too and then they were white they were white and he also i saw him briefly on the second night and he had a purple shirt which i was like shit i want to get that but i forgot to go over and get it so Let's just say uh, Gresh got a lot of my money because he deserves it. Um, I did tell him. I was like, I, I was like, I'm not joking. I can't believe he was still surprised. I was like, he's going to b- clean you out of merchandise. That's not a joke. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like- <laughs> I will also say we haven't mentioned him his name uh, yet because I'm skipping like a million matches. We didn't even talk about Jeff Cobb. Daisuke Sakamoto. Oh my god, that um, man. Big lads beating the shit out of each other. Daisuke Sakamoto. I'm really mad I did not go and meet him. I did. He is the most darling, just charming looking man. Oh yeah, what a nice what a nice man. Um I will t- I will put this call out if if 
you are a professional wrestler and you are selling merchandise, you will be the talk of the town if you provide a bag with <laughs> with your merchandise. Because I have, I mean, straight from Japan, a Daisuke Sakamoto. I think it might be a big Japan or all Japan bag. I'm not sure. I haven't really That's checked that. That's brilliant. Out. But he, I, he ran out of all the sizes. So I bought a towel and a a wristband from him just because I'm like, and the more I think about it, when we move, I'm probably going to have some weird shrine to to wrestling towels. <laughs> that no, I dude, you could never have too many tea towels. That's true. It's very true. Now you just have to make more tea to make use of them. Yeah, well, we'll see. Or you could turn them. Well, it depends on what material they're made out of. I don't know. But I have a Bushi towel and I have um, this Daisuke Sekimoto towel now. Um, but yeah, the, the Jeff Cobb Sekimoto match was great. A lot of fun. Um, Jeff Cobb, also really awesome person. Yeah, you know what? I've never spoken to Jeff Cobb. I got to I gotta do that. I, my, I keep meaning to get him to uh, put on my basket, uh, Backstreet Boys backpack. Oh, my God. Because the first time he ever saw me, the first time I ever wore it to Bola, he saw me and he went, oh, my God, is that a Backstreet Boys backpack? I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I regret, no, I always say I'm going to make him wear it and take a picture of giant Jeff Cobb with my tiny backpack. But I always forget. Goodness. But Daisuke Sakamoto, that great picture of um, uh, Josh with him and they're all standing around Drunk Joe. Oh, my God. And it's just him, like, pointing and smiling at Drunk Joe. Ugh. Such funny shit. He is just, like, the most darling man. I looked at him, and I was like, he's so cute. I love him. <laughs> I was like, he has adorable dad bod, like, like somebody else I know and love. Simon Gotch. You just made the list! So, <laughs> where, were, where were we? Because apparently I'm just skipping the hell out of matches here, and I apologize. Well, we we didn't talk about Joey Janela and Mick Moretti. Mick Moretti, oh my goodness! Um, I'd seen Mick Moretti wrestle once. Uh, what a fucking delight! I think uh, he won over that crowd real quick with his. Um, he spit fire. That's never happened before. That is true. He he did light Joey Janela's face on fire, um, which was crazy. He did and a you lot. You know, of... Joey Janela got. You know, Joey Janela was all into it. Oh, he... he likes to just hurt himself all the time. Absolutely, he loved that shit. Um. But, uh, yeah, Mick Moretti looked really good. I'd love to see him back in PWG or just in the States some more. Um, very cool gimmick. And, I mean, the match was great. He didn't use his his face paint. looked like he just used, like, lipstick because it, it came off immediately. It did, which is fine. I mean, uh, I, And I think yeah. that's kind of his, what he wants. Yeah. It's not like he doesn't use, like, acrylics on his face like fucking Pentagon. <sighs> More on that later. Uh, Joey Janela gets the pinfall victory. And then we also had... Um, we Did we already talk? Oh, boy. I'm getting lost. So much wrestling, folks. So much wrestling. I think I even watched wrestling when I got home some of the nights. Good good Lord. Uh, oh, Jake Atlas defeats Jungle Boy. Uh, Thank God. He got a big old ovation because he is a boy of the jungle. Uh, and then we went on to uh, Rafe. He's also super funny. Is he Jungle Boy? Yeah, he, when he was when they were doing the um, the ten man tag at the end, he was over on our side, and he every time he would shed hairs, he would turn around and give his single hair to Josh until Josh had just like a collection of Jungle Boy hairs. Oh my goodness! And he would hand it to him like it was some kind of precious gift. It was so funny. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that is insane. And I spelt. Our next match's name wrong. I knew I got it wrong when I, when I put it in the sheets, Marianne. But I will change it right now. We had uh, Ray Phoenix 
taking on Aramis. 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 Uh, holy hell! Let me tell you, the the absolute look of Aramis was fantastic. I freaking loved his gear. His mask is awesome. Is is so he's a toot? Oh. I didn't look enough, but I did tell you that Bandito's gear this weekend was a fucking shoot. It was a shoot or a toot? Ban- no, a shoot. Bandito's gear was amazing. You cannot beat... A shoot is, like, top-notch. Obviously, we aren't even going to talk about Jake Atlas, because Jake Atlas always gets tooted. But Bandito's gear, the maroon with the white stripe down the side and the little rivets with chains. Mm-hmm. Fucking brilliant. It was... Uh, who designed that? I don't know. It looked so good. Like, his gear looked amazing. I could not get over it. It looked so good. Um, This match was a lot of fun. It was very good. Um, it was very sweet. The end of it was very sweet, too. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Ray Phoenix gets the win, but he puts over Aramis in the end. Like, he puts him over real hard. And um, it, it's not like he needed to really put him over that hard because everybody already fucking loved him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great match, a lot of fun. Um, and then we went into our non-tournament tag team match, which was, um, the Rascals, Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier taking on Kyle Fletcher and unfortunately not Mark Davis because apparently, and this is just like, this made me so sad. I'm really sad. I did not support them. I, it's just, you know, there's so much other stuff going on and then you leave and go, oh yeah. Oh, um, I, I heard Mark Davis talk, and I was like, I can't talk to this man. Mark, why? Because his, his accent. accent. Oh, okay. Mark, he's just beautiful. Mark Davis, <laughs> um, Dunkzilla, injured himself in, I guess, when they were practicing spots earlier in the day. Uh, so he could not wrestle, and he was replaced by a kid. Um, or a Should kid. have been replaced by Lucky Kid, to be honest, but he wasn't even there. You just made the list! And it should have been, and I almost assume it was going to be, but then they realized, oh yeah, he has other plans. But um, I think this match was pretty good for, you know, being um not complete to what they had advertised. I thought it was pretty good. I thought um, a kid looked good in there against uh, Wentz and Xavier. Um, but you know, tale as old as time, the rascals win. Dude, they have so much charisma. I love them. They do. I really like. I love them both. I like the rascals. Um, I, I like just... the rascals, but I partially don't like the rascals because I don't like Kimberly. Oh well, well. Because she's just an annoying person. This and, yeah. I have heard. I uh, yeah, she's let's, annoying. Let's, um... uh, I'll just put that out there, and he is way too hot for her. Um, this is not a conversation that I have just had with myself. I've had this with multiple people. It is uh, not just me. Right now, the Rascals are the second longest reigning tag team champions in PWG history with one reign of 523 days. Um, they're going to have to go a long way, though, because the next, the next, uh, the people they have to beat are the Young Bucks. Oh, well, obviously. Who were the tag team champions for 2,053 days combined. But um, And they had 31 title defenses. That is cool. That's some good stuff right there. But uh, I don't really see the Rascals. Who are they going to lose to? I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I don't see it either. Oh, well. They're very good. They are. They're a very good tag team. I, I, they're, they're, they're a strange mix, but it works. 
Yeah, it really does. Um, and then after that match, we had uh, Pentagon Jr. taking on Tony Deppin. <laughs> uh, this match was fucking crazy. I actually told them because we were sitting uh, hard cam side. And by hard cam side, I mean right under where Excalibur does commentary. And I said, because we had been pretty, we were doing all right. You had great night. seats for that yeah. night. We, you I, took great pictures. Thank you. I tried to take, I was basically in the same spot for the finals. So I tried to take as good as pictures. But Yeah, but did you take Lucky Kid pictures? That's what I thought. I think I did. He might be in there. I'm not sure. How could you ignore that beautiful human being? I'm pretty sure I took, I'll look for you. I have a bunch of pictures. But um, uh, this match was crazy. Tony Deppin doing his his perfect tope i think it's it's the most perfect tope it's beautiful it is and him just hating on pentagon in the exact way that i hate on pentagon in real life yeah it was it was very (laughs) good it was it was a really good match uh deppin's just having a crazy year um i mean i saw him fight masato tanaka and now pentagon jr and he's just he's and all this coming out of fucking like feuding with donst yeah the dep the depster and then he got almost got married at a Taco Bell. Yeah, almost. Um, after that, we had David Starr. Oh, Pentagon Junior won that match. By the way, we had David Starr. Oh man, I'm. This is this is bad, Marianne. This is really bad. What? I skipped another match, Marianne. Bandito versus Puma King. Um, Puma King was the or is the. He lost the match, and in turn, he lost the DDT Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship. Which was awesome to see in person. Um, and then after the match, Puma King uh, pinned Bandito to win back the Iron Man Heavy Metal. I really thought he was going to be in the 10 man tag. Puma? Yeah. Oh my God, he wasn't. Yeah, I really thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be too. And I thought we were going to have like 20 different champions. I know. That's huh. what Jack and I were talking about. That was bizarre. But anyways, I am totally happy with the 10 man tag, but still we'll get to it. Very interesting. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Um, I thought that match was fine. Um, I think it's probably one of my f- more favorite Puma King matches I've seen live. I thought it was, it was, it was a good time. Bandito was just great. Yeah. Bandito is, is on another level. That is for sure. Uh, David Starr, Taking on Orange Cassidy. <laughs> this is a match that has happened uh, many a time. Um, but uh, You took great pictures of this. This was good stuff. Um, the opening bit, which was absolutely fantastic. And this was the other story of the night, uh, or of the tournament, is David Starr telling the announcer to not g- do his entire um, epic intro until he gets to the finals, because he will get to the finals. And how many times did Christian forget to introduce somebody? I think it was twice. He's like, he's the me of forgetting to talk about matches. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're the Christian Cole. Yes. Of forgetting to talk about matches on a podcast. Way to go. Way to go. So this match was fun. It got like, it was, you know, haha, this is fun. And then David Starr just being like, this is Bola. What are you doing? And then just like kicking the shit out of Orange Cassidy for a while. Um, he ends up getting the win. David Starr does and Orange Cassidy. Or I love it when he broke Orange Cassidy's glasses. And then Orange Cassidy was just like, oh, whatever. I have more glasses. Yes, that was good stuff. That was excellent stuff. And then uh, main event of night two, 
was Jeff Cobb and Brody King taking on Jonathan Gresham and Dice Case Sakamoto. This what match, a team! This match was so fun. I asked Gresham. He's like, "Yeah, man, I don't know why I'm in this event with all these this main event with all these big guys." I said, "Well, you just got to fucking prove all these these guys wrong." And he's like, "Yeah, I, I guess you're right." Um, a lot of fun. There was some cool stuff. Like I and I was thinking about this last night when I was watching a Jonathan Gresham match from my back catalog, which is you have a back catalog of Jonathan Gresham matches. No, I have a back catalog of just professional wrestling matches. Okay, most of which are from friend of the show Dan. Um, yeah, and by most I mean every single one of them. But I'm making friend my of way the show through. Dan that described Lucky Kid as a hyena man. Yes. And he's not wrong. I've got about 25 matches here. Jesus Christ, Dan. Like, let the man live a little bit and then give him more. I mean, there's gonna. I'm going to have some downtime at some point, and I'm just going to plow on through those. I, 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 again, just pictured you in an empty apartment with no furniture and just watching wrestling on your floor. Well, I have this desk and this chair, so I should be, I should be good to go. Kento Miyahara is going to make my... Or Kento Miyahara is going to make my top... 20 i guarantee it with the more matches i watch from him but anyway back to bola main event um they did some really cool stuff here i i really enjoyed i don't know if you caught it marianne when uh cobb and king tried to throw gresham into the ropes together but he held on to brody king's arm and like pulled him down a little bit i thought that was just a really cool little yeah leverage move um a lot of cool stuff in here um it was a it was a great it was a great match, but it also had some comedy spots in it. There was a lot of <laughs> Brody calling Jeff Cobb every single member of uh, Villain Enterprises before realizing it was Jeff. Um, very funny stuff there. And Jeff came out with a, a, a oh fucking... the ski mask on. Yeah, good yeah. shit. Um, a lot of good stuff. Jonathan Gresham telling Daisuke Sakamoto to not help him. German suplex uh, either one of Cobb or King because it would also hurt Jonathan Gresham and Sekimoto didn't really seem to understand that uh, there's a lot of fun stuff at the end of the day Dice K and Gresham get the win and um, that was you were a happy two. boy I was I was absolutely a happy boy um, I will say after after the show was a lot of fun because um, we collectively it was let's see it was me uh my friend birdo my friend uh david from australia and who is great our friend chris yes he is he is so great i'm glad i got to spend uh a lot of time with him this weekend it was it was a lot of fun and friend of the show chris uh we started walking because i've been hyping up this ramen place that was open late and we went the night before and it was closed my bad and we're walking down the street, and we singing do a diddy diddy dum diddy do. Yes, absolutely. We're walking. We're walking down the street, and I we are standing, waiting for the light to turn. And who oh yeah, this shit. And who should be standing there at the crosswalk, waiting to cross? But Adam J- Adam Jones, the guitarist of Tool, who have just put out a new album. He is always at all of the PWG shows. He's just having a good time. He seems super friendly. So I said, ah, fuck it. And I said, Adam. And he's like, hey, man. I'm like, I really love the new album, man. It's it's amazing. I'm, I'm just so glad that you guys released it. It's 
It's a it's so good. He's like, oh, thanks so much, man. Did you? And he's like, did you guys just go to the show? We were like, yeah. And we talked about the show, but we kept walking together. So we just kept walking, and this other guy joined in. He was he was also waiting at the stop stop sign with or stoplight with us, and we kept walking. And he goes, hey, uh, are you guys going to get food? Adam Jones of Tool says. <laughs> Are you guys? I love this story. Are you guys going to get to food? And I'm like, yeah, we're going to go get ramen. He's like, oh man. And he just he doesn't say like, can I come with you? He just keeps walking with us, and we're talking the entire way. We get to the front of uh, DTLA ramen, and he we go in, and he puts on his glasses, and he's looking at the menu, and the woman's like, how many? And I'm like, um, six. I think. And then she's like, okay, do you guys just want to sit here? And we were like, sure. And uh, Adam comes in. He goes, hey, guys, you know, I'm, I don't re- know if I'm really feeling ramen right now, but it was great walking and talking with you guys. I'll see you guys on night three, right? Shook all of our hands, left. And I was like, man, we almost got ramen with Adam from Tool. And the other guy was like, hey, uh, my friends, I was trying to convince them to come here. They're not going to come, so I'm going to bounce too. By the way, was that who I thought it was? And I said, it's exactly who you thought it was. And then he said, man, wrestling's really fucking cool. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'll see you guys later. And then he leaves. That's amazing. And then Marianne and her friend Glenn come on through and sit down and have some ramen with us. So Glenn of progress fame. Yeah, Glenn of progress and uh, NXT UK fame. Uh, came and sat with us. That was uh, very cool. He was was could not have been nicer, right? That's how he you was say, right? thrilled. It was so. I was fun. like, "Oh, we're going to get ramen." He's like, "That sounds amazing." Is it the place on the street? Because I've been wanting to go, and I went, "Hell yeah, it is!" And so he walked over there, and he was so excited. Yeah, it was. It was just. <gasps> I mean, if you could relay just how fucking cool that was, just to sit and he didn't. He he didn't give a fuck if we wanted to talk about wrestling. We asked him questions. He answered every question that we had about. He's just like, a normal dude. Anything? You know? Yeah, I, he absolutely is. But you know, sometimes it's like these guys probably don't want to talk about their work, and and he's kind of sort of on vacation, so it's like I don't want to bug him with with NXT UK questions or just progress questions. But he was just a wealth of knowledge. He was talking about how they structured um super strong style a couple of years back um, he talked about how uh uh trent seven like oh was yelling at people in an australian elevator oh my god that was an amazing story it was so good it was so good <laughs> um yeah and it was just they're closing the doors and he's just like do you want to get in with us <laughs> yes it was it was just so fun it was just a really really cool way to end the night um and he waited. He waited with me and Birdo while our uh, our lift came, and it was just really cool. It was just uh, could not have been a better way to to end Friday night, in my opinion. I'm glad he is a lot of fun. He's an amazing friend. I am so lucky. Huge Drag Race fan. Oh Massive. yeah, yeah. Uh, he wore his Trixie Mattel, uh, his uh, Trixie and Katya shirt to an LAFC game the next day. Oh yeah, that was so cool. I was very excited to hear that they went to they went to that game. Um, yeah, it it's a beautiful stadium that I have uh, not gotten to go to yet. But yeah, he was like, it was. Uh, he told me um, 
the next day, I believe, he was like, the he was like, I have not been to, it reminded me of football games in England, the atmosphere. He was like, people did not stop jumping up and down and like cheering and stuff the entire game. He was like, it was the most, it felt like it was at home. That's awesome. I was like, that's what I wish it was like all the time for all soccer. What the fuck humans of America get with it. Yeah. But yeah, he was, he was very happy with that. And it is just like spending time with him was just amazing is a really, really awesome person. And he just knows his shit, man. Yes, he does. And I told us some inside stuff. That was great shit. He did tell us some inside stuff. That was great. I also thoroughly enjoyed that I, when we were trying to like figure out who our final three were going to be, and I said there was a, a moment in the main event after um, after the pinfall when Daisuke kind of walked away from Gresham, uh, Cobb, and Brody, and I said, I think that might be our final. He said, I saw that too, and I said... Well, that that is fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's the little things. He saw that. He I as soon as I started saying it, he was shaking his head like, "Yeah, I saw that too." Uh, very cool. You noticed the same things, and he he. I would just like half the time I had tweeted at uh, Glenn and uh, Jim Smallman when I was there. I was like, I know I should be watching this match, but I'm having more fun watching you guys have fun by the curtain. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, just like watching the two of them, like freak the fuck out. I was like, this is I'm so glad I'm sharing this experience with them kind of thing. And Jim was like, I'm having the best time. (laughs) But half the time, Glenn, when he's got his business face on, because he's basically at work and he just I was like, stop looking so sour. Is that your business face? Stop it. Because he would stand there with just like a hand over his like his mouth like he was like concentrating too much. And I was like, just let it flow through you, bro. (laughs) What are you doing? Oh man! My stepdad is opening my door to offer me popcorn. Is this a peace offering? Did you do something wrong, or is this to occupy my mouth so I shut up? That one, yes, that's what I thought. Huh? Anyways, continue. Oh, um, so night three, the final stage of the Battle of Los Angeles. We open the night with a King of the Indies rematch. Fuck everything between Jake Atlas and Dragon Lee. Do you have 10 minutes for me to rant about this? No, we don't. Have I, we don't have 10 minutes, but um, shocking to, I'd say, 85% of the crowd, Jake Atlas is eliminated from the Battle of Los Angeles and Dragon Lee moves on. Um, this match was uh, fast and furious, if you will. Um, I was shocked. I was really shocked. I think I sat down for the remainder of the night. And that I, was the first match. I sat down and I was like, oh, man. Well, I was like, what? Like Everybody was so upset. Yeah, like what? Like that That took the sails out of, out of me. The wind out of your sails. It took the wind out of my sails for sure. I was sure. like, no, you can take the sails. That works too. It just took the sails. I was just sit- well, I wasn't just sitting there. So it took the sails and I was just sitting there couldn't go anywhere without the sales uh so i was like all right that's fine i guess Let, oh bro brody king and bandito oh okay at least one of the ones we'll have guests will be there so again i was like i th- i think Bro- brody's gonna go pretty far and a win over bandito would be be pretty big for him but um nope that didn't happen bandito yeah i think he hit the 20 did he hit the 21 plex i think he did on the on is this the one where he almost hit the fucking um bottom of the the like the standing room you know how there's like the the lower ceiling right oh. bandito did like a backflip and he literally yes. almost hit it yeah 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 
that was, was just insane crazy um but that was i think it was uh this was night three uh Kristen um turned to me and she was like why am i even here if all of the guesses that we had are out already <laughs> like yeah. and all of us are like everybody around us was like what the hell because our final three like uh, like two of them just got eliminated yeah it was it was, was uh it was pretty crazy i was just like man this is this is this is pretty weird and I was like, and that just leaves David Starr. Fuck. And I, <laughs> like, and I was like, man, th- my picks are going out the window real quick. And then Jonathan Gresham's music played. And I went, fuck. I actually said also, fuck. Also, Gresham's music, um, thorough, uh, thoroughly uh, approved by Glenn. Oh, I love it. He loves it. I love it. That gets stuck in my head randomly as well. throughout. But the- is it Tony Deppin's music? No, absolutely not. Two different, two different styles. Two different styles. So we had Jonathan Gresham taking on um, a kid. This ma- I was like, man, if a- like the fact that a kid moved on, he looked good in that main. He looked good in that other match. I think it's gonna- still. I, think- I was still salty. I was like, fuck, he's gonna lose. Just the way the night was going, I was like, Gresham's gonna lose here. I'm not. I'm not gonna be happy. But um, this match was great. He it- did not let. A kid win that match. No, A kid was not going to win this match because he was also defeated by uh, by technical knockout. Um, I was screaming my head off. He beat the shit out of him. It was good stuff. Like he fucked A kid up. It was it was great. I mean, we'll we'll get to it more. But the, I mean, the story of this tournament he fucked a kid up for Jonathan Gresham was yeah, he just, w- they put emphasis on the right words. Yes, he was. The story for Jonathan Gresham during this tournament is he is a submission slash knockout machine, which is fucking cool. Um, but yeah, he won this match. He moved on. I was like, whew, all right. He's going pretty far in this tournament. I feel pretty good so far. Uh, we had Joey Janela versus Ray Phoenix up next with um, Janela beating Ray Phoenix. So I felt pretty good about that. And I felt also pretty good because I didn't think that I was like, man, they're just going to do Ray Phoenix versus Pentagon, Um, which they did not do. They did Darby Allen versus Pentagon Jr. And which is insane. I was was like a face paint battle. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, this match is going to be great. And um, I will I will say Darby Allen said to me or he said to the crowd what apparently I think a lot of us have been thinking um, after he I believe was just fucking pentagon's leg up for most of the match and he said to him uh it's the same shit every match he just started yelling that at pentagon as he was bludgeoning he's not him wrong with a that's chair. hilarious and he is not that's wrong. actually i did not know he said that that's so funny mostly because i was probably sleeping during that match. i'm surprised you did not pick up on that because he said it multiple times and i was losing my mind it turned in the shoot year at the Battle of Los Angeles, I wonder. I wonder if Glenn heard that because Glenn and I had a long conversation about how Young Bucks matches are all the same, and if you've seen two Young Bucks matches, you've seen all Young Bucks matches. My God, I mean, probably not wrong. I don't know. Uh, you know, they. We'll see. Weekly TV. Hey, we'll see. We'll see if they're all the same, but they usually are. Um, but <laughs> Darby gets the win with that weird um, cross-legged pin, um, which was dope, which was cool, and very unexpected i was like pentagon's gonna win but he he did not i was very shocked i was super pleased um so darby moves on up next we had jeff cobb taking on the product david star 
Um, this music also gets stuck in my head, and I have to dance to it no matter how much I hate it. Oh, my him. God. Such such a great song. Like, a lot of good songs on the on the independence here. Yeah, Jeff Cobb has great music, and David Starr has great music. Um, this match, I mean, every I think everybody was like, well, Cobb is the champion. He's got to at least go to the semifinals. Uh, that was not the case here. David Starr beats, I believe, after a belt shot and a lariat beats jeff cobb um and yeah that was that was pretty nuts pretty nuts and then we had our oh here here are two lads that i met during intermission before this match uh evil uno and Stu grayson the dark order taking on you talked to both of them i talked to both of them yes how thick is Stu grayson's accent um i didn't notice it oh that's good because i heard it used to be really really thick it might have been but they were super nice Super cool dudes. First of all, they're Canadian. Yeah, I mean, so, of course. But I was like, I'm so excited to see you guys live. I've never seen you live before, and I'm really excited for you guys to be in AEW. It's going to be great. And they were like, oh, thanks so much. And Evil Uno loved my Jushin Thunder Liger shirt, and he was like, where did you get it? And I showed him, and I'm like, oh, I'll at reply you on, which I forgot to do. I need to do that. Um, I tagged him on the Instagram post and I tagged the brand in there. So I think he might've figured it out, but he loved the shirt. It was super cool. They took some pictures with me. It was, it was good stuff, but they took on, um, Aramis and Ray Horace with this match was oh, a lot of fun. Hunky hunk. That's I think that's where I finally had my epiphany. Where I was you like, just Horace made the list. Ray Horace is hot. So and I feel like I've always thought that, but I never vocalized it. My God. Now it is out in the world and the people know about it. And they won't stop hearing about it. If you know me. Yes. The can confirm that uh, this match was fun. Very good tag match. I really love Uno and Grayson. I think they, I mean, they've been a tag team forever. I really love their tag team moves. And I think, I think I just really hope the AEW crowd gets it. Because it just doesn't seem like they have yet. There's, I think there's a lot of people working for AEW, though, that know them. Oh, yes. That can help them yeah. get over. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, And when I say help them get over, I mean fucking Dustin. <laughs> so after that, we moved on to the semifinals. And we had Joey Janela taking on Jonathan Gresham. And when I heard Joey Janela's music, I went, fuck. But that was not the case. As once again, Jonathan Gresham, in another great match, may, this time I believe he made... A, Submission. He submitted him this time, yes. He did not get the TKO there. Um, beats Joey Janela. Joey Janela gives his little farewell address to the PWG crowd. Um, and Jonathan Gresham somehow, some way, is in the finals and I was and like, every time this happened, I looked over at you uh, when when he beat Janela and went to the finals. I was like, I'm good. Like, this is more than I thought would happen. I mean, in my, you know, in my predictions, I went, I, I think he's going to win. But I, you know, didn't really think he would. But for him to go to the finals, I was like, I'm good now. Like the rest of the show. I don't care. I'm I'm going to have a good old time. And we had Bandito taking on Dragon Lee. In another crazy match, which saw Bandito win. Thank God. Um, I never got to voice my, my my real concerns about Dragon Lee here. Oh, okay. So, Dragon Lee, super hyped up this year. He won King of the Indies tournament last year. He was set up for King of the Indies. He won King of the Indies tournament this year. 
beating Jake Atlas to win it. When everyone in the crowd wanted Jake Atlas to win it, and he had already won it. And um, Jake Atlas wasn't even originally like we're, we're gonna we're gonna go like he was supposed to be, but he was like the most hyped up to be in the tournament. They asked him after they had already announced who was gonna be in the tournament. Right. They asked him if he wanted to be in it because he had that amazing match with Shane Strickland that you have yet to find. Oh, I asked Jake Atlas about that, and he said it's on YouTube. And I went, "No, it isn't." He's like, "I swear, just search it." And he'll find it. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> it's such a good match. It's so goddamn good. But um, and then I was like, oh, my God, he's so huge. Like, I was like, he has to win. He deserves it. He's like on fire. Like, everybody thought he was going to win. And then he didn't. I was fucking pissed. And everybody in the room was pissed. And then this shit happens again where he loses to Dragon Lee again in another tournament. Mm-hmm. where everyone wanted him to go forward and then he didn't and i was like dragon lee can fucking suck a dick i was so pissed i can also confirm that uh jake atlas was indeed correct this 24 minute 29 second match from apw uncensored between jake atlas and shane strickland is indeed on youtube it is i'm gonna need i'm gonna need like Actually, I want to watch that match again. It was so All right. Good. Well, our next next week match of the week is Jake Atlas versus Shane Strickland. Sweet. It is available on YouTube. You can watch it for free. It's good stuff. Good job, APW. You did it. I'm proud of you. What else Except do you Except when think? you had him lose. I mean, yeah, that's bad. What else do we think? Uh, oh, my goodness. They've got... You forgot another match if you're going to next match. I'm not going to the next match. I'm like, what else does, uh, does APW have up here? They have Jungle Boy versus Brian Alvarez. They got uh, a lot. They also have um, my dad's against fucking Lucha Bros. And I had a conversation with um, um, somebody at, at, at PWG who also goes to a, uh, APW shows that was like, I almost want the Lucha Bros to not show up again. My God. Because that would have been like the third no show they've done for APW. And I had, I had this conversation with Glenn as well. He was like, yeah, we don't like working with them because if one, one of them just decides not to show up, it's not like they have it. They, they don't even have an excuse. They're like, oh, I don't feel like it. And they just don't fucking get on the plane. Goodness. When a ticket's been paid for, yeah. you know, or he was like, one of them will get on the plane and the other one won't. And I'm like, yeah, for these shows, it's like, oh, they just don't feel like doing it. Or they end up doing just some kind of like bogus show down in Mexico or something when they've like people are there to see them. And then they fucking no show. You know, how unprofessional and douchey that is. That's why I can't ever get behind them. I think it's so rude. Yeah. But Tim was like, yeah, if they no-show again, I was like, yeah, the chances of them getting booked. And I I, I was with um, my dads the day that they had that match and the Lucha Bros no-showed. They were fucking pissed. Yeah, I mean, I would be They too. were so pissed. They're like, I feel so disrespected right now. Because yeah. it was a title match. Yeah. And they fucking, like, you know how bad that makes the company look that they no-show for a fucking title match? Fuck them. God damn. <laughs> um, so Bandito beats Dragon Lee, and then we had David Starr versus, oh, yeah. <laughs> versus Darby Allen. Uh, David Starr moves on. So we have our finals. Gresham, Bandito, He beat David him Starr. in like less than six minutes. Yeah, he beat him real fast. Really fast. He beat that boy real fast. And I do have a note that I figured out. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to like the final, final match. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Uh, then we had our 10-man tag, which everybody loves. We had uh, <laughs> the team of Orange Cassidy, Artemis Spencer, Caveman Ugg, Jungle Boy, and uh, Paris De Silva. Taking- Who I turned to Jack and I said, 
who is this little shit and why is he not Dustin? <laughs> um, they took on the team of Tony Deppin, Lucky Kid. You just made the list! Mick Moretti, Kyle Fletcher, and Black Taurus. Um, very interesting match. It was a lot of fun. It's usually a comedy match. Um, Paris De Silva is actually, he is from Australia. Yeah, he's from Australia. So he traveled with them, brought his gear just in case. He he uh, traveled his ring crew. Yeah. And there he is in the match. Bring your gear always. Um, this, um, did he get the pinfall too? No, the guy kicked out. Or I thought Orange Cassidy did. Orange Cassidy did. You're correct. Um, this match was a lot of fun. By just lying on him. Yeah. You know, that's his, his thing. A uh, lot of cool spots throughout. A lot of comedy stuff. Um, favorite favorite was the very beginning of the match, though, to be honest. Oh, yes. Oh, Orange Cassidy. I, I didn't even kid. know who to cheer for, and I loudly screamed that. I don't even know who to cheer for. And everybody in my section was laughing because uh, everyone in my section just would loudly talk about how this was the horn section, like the horn dog section for Lucky Kid. Right. They were like, if I had known I would be sitting in the horn section for Lucky Kid, I would not have sat over here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yep, well. Um, but him hugging him, he was like, you are so cool. Can we be friends? And I just went, this is the cutest thing I've ever witnessed. <laughs> My ovaries, what the fuck is happening? And then he hugged him and then he like latched onto his leg like a little koala bear. And then he put on his glasses and it was just so cute. Oh, my God. Um, John, I love Lucky Kid. I understand that. Uh, a lot of people, you could, uh, there's that one point where I believe it was Orange Cassidy, um, Jungle Boy, Paris, and I I feel like it was Artemis. All got Artemis un- Spencer kicked ass in this match. Oh, no, he was great in this match. Um, they all had sunglasses on and they were all yes. doing the chop and kick routine. And it was very funny. There was also a nice little spot between Black Taurus and um, Caveman Oog where they just started hurling their partners at one another. And they said, yeah, I like the spot with Artemis Spencer when he was up on the rope and just jumping over people. Yeah. Oh, that was really cool. Too. Well, he was like holding on to Tony Deppin, but he was just jumping over people. And people were like, what the fuck? I've never seen that yeah. before. And he did it so perfectly and gracefully for such a tall man. Undertaker who? Yeah. Um, I will say Paris De Silva hit a uh, shooting star DDT onto a dude, and that shit was You did wild. not hear that wrong. No, you did not hear that wrong. That shit was fucking wild, and it was very He's a cool. small man, so that's why you can imagine it. Yeah, so that was super but cool. That was that was fun. Um, Orange Cassidy jumping off the opera de- uh, balcony. Yes, that was cool as well. Um, yeah, just a fun little match. Uh, or he just stood up there and did that thing where he just goes meh and he like twirls his hands and sticks them back in his pocket and then like fell off the top yeah that was good stuff <laughs> it was good shit and they were all lying on the ground like right where i was at and i was like fanning them with my fan with my giant fan that was bigger than everyone else's fan nice my fan is the best um and that's my fan is what got me able to bring your sponge cake into the fucking uh, oh, yes. theater delicious by the way the fan was did you yeah. just cover it yeah <laughs> No, um, I went up to the security guard. Will is his name, in case you were wondering. Um, uh, what a beautiful chocolate man. Um, but he, uh, I was fanning him while I was doing that. And I was like, can I? I was like, am I going to get in trouble if I bring this in? And I, I was like, can I bring this? Well, 
um can i bring this in he's like put it in her bag so they don't double check it i was you're not supposed to bring food in so he had me put it in Kristen's bag so i wouldn't get in trouble nice he was like yes you can bring it in vampire girl nice just his name for me but yeah i'm Uh, glad you enjoyed it it's delicious yes orange cassidy's team is triumphant and then we move on to the finals who did he pin i don't know somebody he pinned somebody it was probably deppin honestly uh, Probably. We Deppin with his Mets gear. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, You know what? I did not ask him about that. Next time. Next time. Uh, finals for the Battle of Los Angeles. We have David Starr, Jonathan Gresham, and Bandito. This match was fucking awesome. It was. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um, I even enjoyed it more when Jonathan Gresham eliminated... <laughs> Uh, David Starr via elbow strikes and ref stoppage at nine minutes and 12 seconds into the match, which is not very long. No. And what I was going to notice was Bandito eliminated Shingo at nine minutes and 12 seconds last year. Interesting. Yes. Very interesting. The first person eliminated this year and last year was nine minutes and 12 seconds into the match. That is crazy. It's really I weird. just happened. Yeah, it's weird, right? So we have, and after that elimination, I went, oh my God, I think he might do it. Um, and we had Gresham and Bandito going back and forth. A lot of cool shit. They got me real bad at the end of the match. And that's why I think I enjoyed it so much is because they worked me right into a shoot. There is a moment towards the end of the match. The, the closing minutes of this match were awesome. They were fantastic. Um, Gresh had Bandito in the octopus stretch, and he was hitting him with the elbow strikes, and uh, Knox was asking him, and Knox went to go ring the bell. Like, the match had, he the match was over, but Bandito was saying, no, 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 and Knox came back, and then we went into the finishing sequence, which saw Bandito... Uh, pin Jonathan Gresham to become the uh, Bola champion. And my goodness, um, yeah, they got me real good with that finish. I about leapt out of my seat when he went to go ring the bell, and then he didn't. Um, great finishing sequence. Would you have cried? Um, probably, yeah. I think I would <laughs> Like, straight up. But it wouldn't have been uh, Dustin winning the PWG championship level crying. Nothing No. Is. I don't think I've cried that much since over anything. No, it probably would have been like... And my dog died. <laughs> yeah, wow. There you go. Um, yeah, so Bandito wins. Um, he gets to close out, you know, probably what should have happened last year, but, I mean, whatever, I guess. Um, and he will go on to um, fight Jeff Cobb for the PWG Championship for a third time. Will the third time be a charm? I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, and PWG audience loves Bandito. Oh, they do love Bandito. They love him very much. I'm, I'm happy. He's really for him. humble. Yes, I'm very happy for him. Even though it was at the expense of of Jonathan Gresham. Because but, you know what, I had to keep reminding people, you guys, David Starr did not win Bola. He did not win Bola, but he did pin the current PWG champion. So we will see what happens there. Um, but, but he did not win Bola, which no. everyone was like angrily thinking was going to happen. And then yeah. he didn't. And I was like, you guys, if you're upset, just remember this. At least David Starr did not win Bola. <laughs> Imagine how much more angry we would be right now. Absolutely. Um, but overall, a great Bola. 
Um, I was very happy at how far Gresham went. Um, he looked like a fucking monster in this. I almost wonder if they're building... A monster for how small he is. Yeah. I, oh, oh, and we didn't even talk about that CCK jacket he had. Oh, my, my God. My it was God. the one long, the one lucky kid long sleeve. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? He came out for his first match on the final night, and I went, this fucker's going real far in this. I, just because he, he busted out the jacket. And also... The jacket. Hmm? Not a jacket. The jacket. The jacket. And also... Another thing that I heard after the fact was he was in the hospital that morning. Dan told me this from Twitter. He said, please tell me. I'm." He's like, I'm hearing that uh, Jonathan Gresham wrestled, but also he was in the hospital th- that morning. Did you? I told you this. Yeah, right? yeah, you did. I'm trying to find the actual, um, the actual news that he sent me because I was, uh, I couldn't believe it. When he told me that, I was like, what? Yeah, um, he said, John, is Gresh really in three matches tonight? Because apparently he was in the hospital this morning and has a lymph node infection. And I guess Jordan Grace, his fiance, uh, <laughs> said... Who is also great, by the who way. Who is also great, said, advised him not to wrestle. And then, you know, he went, uh, I guess I'm going to wrestle. Um, oh, also, um, I met Tony Khan... At the end, you know, AEW. He was only there for the last night, and I was like, bro, you missed Alex Zane. AEW um, president. Yeah, I met him. I was like, hey, that's Tony Khan. And I went, fuck it. I'm going to go talk to Tony Khan. (laughs) So I told him I was excited about the the show, and uh, I've really liked everything they've done up until now. And can I take a picture? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, the way you're supposed to do it. Unlike the guy after me who was like, are you Tony Khan? Like in his face. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> it's just very strange. Uh, uh, wrestling fans. Wrestling fans. So Marianne. You're not part of that group. Although no. I, I almost made an ass out of myself in front of Lucky Kid. My God. Well. Who I did meet. And I was very excited. That's great. And he does know who I am because he retweets every thirsty thing I say about it. Goodness. Well, let's let us move on because also during the weekend there was a New Japan uh, event. Which, oh my god! Which saw the return of um of Kishin. Uh, is it Kishin? Yeah, Kishin Liger. Um, which is insane. Um, it looks like Minoru Suzuki got what he wanted and unleashed. Uh, whatever evil lurks underneath the mask of Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, so Dan, this is from Dan. Dan suggested, "Hey, you guys should watch Great Muda versus Liger from '96 when um when Kishin Liger uh first appeared." And I was like, "Okay, sure, let's do it." Um, uh, but we need to talk about Carl. Okay, we could do that. Young Lions Cup champion Carl Fredericks. Yeah, Carl Fredericks, local kid or localish kid. Uh, my god a kid no longer winning the young lions cup tournament which is awesome did you ask me if i because i did ask him if he was allowed to have his own gear and entrance and was allowed to do a moonsault and he was like not yet but soon not yet yes so hopefully uh hopefully that happens i'm gazing i am gazing dreamily at the picture i have of him and i above my um it's right below a picture of you and i at disneyland I have like oh. this collage thing of all of like me and all my friends. I have one of me and Mikey, nice. the photographer from PWG, you and me, me and Andog, 
me and Don and Jaron, one of me and Carl, one of me and Dustin, where he is convincingly happy. You just made the list! Nice. Um, he's actually, this is the one picture where he doesn't look like he's trying to push me off. Weird. But yeah, Carl won, and I woke up in the morning, and I saw it on Twitter, and I immediately went, oh my god, Chris. I was like, Chris, Carl won. He was like, what? Shota didn't win? I was like, no, Carl won! And then I was like crying in my bed. Nice. So I'm I mean, excited. Yeah, no, I'm excited too. I'm I I want I just wonder what this is going to mean for him. Uh hopefully something big. Yeah, so very Who very is it cool. that told me um he's going I can't wait for him to be put into Bullet Club where he will be forced to stand behind people that he is significantly more talented than? I I'm not sure. I don't know. Somebody told me that and they're probably not wrong. Probably not. So let's talk about this uh Jushin Thunder Liger Great Muda match. Um I mean, first of all, uh, Liger's song is the jam, for sure. <laughs> it sounds like an anime intro. Because I it is. I can get down with that. Because it is. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, I believe it is. I mean, Jush- the character Jushin Thunder Liger is based off of an anime. I love everything right now. Did you not know this? That's why I said it's bizarrely fitting. I don't watch Japanese wrestling. He was given the gimmick of Jushin Liger in 1989 based on the anime television series of the same name. And he became Jushin Thunder Liger the following year. There we go. My God. What a time. Should we watch an episode of that show just so we know? Um, I will defer to friend of the show... Um, chris and if he thinks there's an episode we should watch then we will because of course chris will have seen it yes hi chris hello chris um chris had to put up with my ass all weekend oh i know bless your soul um and muda's song also the jam just a lot of good i mean uh, new japan always has the jams that's for sure the great mutati the great mutati i did say i i know (laughs) i know it is in bad quality but do you Jushin Thunder Liger is wearing all white gear in this. Do you toot it or boot it, Marianne? Um, I can't I like I couldn't really see it, but I always thought that Liger's gear was a bit much. Like literally, like it's a heat stroke waiting to happen. My god. So are you But it does it does fix it later when he goes Kishin Thunder like Kishin Liger, whatever. Oh, okay. I will say the Dragon Shoulder Muda is fucking toot, brother. Yeah, that's some good stuff right there. I fucking love that. That is some accessorizing to the oh, yeah. nth degree. He's like, good shit. He's like, oh, I wear a mask and a jacket to the ring. No, I need a fucking dragon on my shoulder. Basically, he yeah. outdid him there. So but I, I feel like every gear I've seen Liger wears, he wears just what all red or all white. Yeah, basically. I feel like the only one I ever picture him in is the all white one. That's why I was like confused. Fair, fair. Um. So I the one thing I the first thing I noticed is is the is the twenty count in Japan just like a regular ten count in America because this dude was counting and I don't know if I fucking fast yeah he was counting real fast and I'm like it may yeah I'm like did it, do I just not notice this because I'm used to the twenty count or what is it it was crazy. I I don't know what it is but I do you think that they maybe have an equivalent to one Mississippi to Mississippi or. I mean, because if, they were counting really fast. If the word Mississippi in Japan is a syllable, maybe. Uh, because syllable. I don't know. They're just my goodness. If he was counting really fast. I was like, yeah. what? It was like halftime. Oh my goodness! Yes, it was. Um, always good to see a Mudo, which would be a five count. Yes. No, if it was a twenty count, then it would be a ten count in America. Oh right. my god! That's yes, absolutely. So we figured it out. We did. We cracked the code here. 
Um, always great. I love watching Muda wrestle. Just any he's he's still wrestling, but in tag matches, and I I want to see him do this. Uh, the Muda elbow drop is like one of my favorite things ever. I love it. Also, how funny was that Muda close up? With his green mouth? Yes. It was like, oh, what's happening? Where he spit red later. I was like, where is this coming from? The red mist. I thought I saw green. One of the most deadliest of all mists. The red mist. Um, My God. I love that the story of this match, uh, up until a point, is Muda's just frustrated that Liger's getting the better of him. So Muda puts Liger through a fucking table. And he had to climb over a guardrail to do it. Yeah. That was crazy. Dedication, fuckers. He puts him through it. He's not done with the table. There's just a lot of craziness happening. He ran all the way the fuck down the entrance ramp just for a clothesline. <laughs> he, like, dumped him on the end and then ran all the way to the beginning and then ran all the way at him just to clothesline him. I yeah. went, Jesus Christ, I want all fashion runway to be like that. Just end with a clothesline? <laughs> just end with a fucking lariat. I'm fine. <laughs> I am fine with it. Um, How ridiculous <laughs> was Muda going under the ring, Liger following, and then we got under the ring vision with the camera of under these... the ring vision like when you're putting like when you're trying to snake a toilet drain yes basically <laughs> and it was just like them awkwardly crawling around the bottom of the ring it made me it made me just think about what it looks like when you look under your bed for monsters oh no and i was like there's a monster under your bed it's the great muda <laughs> honestly i think i'd be more afraid of the great muda than an actual monster <laughs> fair uh Muda gets a broom. Basically, uh, what happens is Muda just starts uh, being an asshole. Um, <laughs> and then uh, he starts ripping at Liger's mask. And Liger's like, nah, I'm done with this. And the the sound the crowd makes when they realize that... Um, and whoever did Liger's uh, face paint for this, they did a great job. Because... His mask was mostly off, and nobody really knew it was mostly off. I and, didn't either. Yeah, until he came up, and the crowd was like... I didn't like, either. <laughs> cr- I was like, when did that come off? The crowd and was why like... Why does he look like every member of KISS? I don't know, but it looked great. Um, the crowd went... The, I the, I don't even think they knew how to react, and Muda's reaction was even crazier. And then uh, Liger proceeds to spit green mist into muda's eyes and he starts he's like doing this crazy like woo it's not like a rick flair woo it's like a i don't even know how to describe it but uh it was crazy how were those those tats painted on underneath that sweaty ass outfit how did that stay that's what i'm saying whoever did his um whoever did his his makeup it's crazy it had to be the same shit that pentagon uses because pentagon uses not what you're not supposed to use it on your face right I asked Crystal about it because, like, uh, Kristen and Jack and I were like, what is he using? Because that shit's not coming off at all, ever. Yeah. Like, during his matches. And it's acrylic-based. Oof. I knew it was. And I was like, why would you ruin your, your pores like that? I don't know. Not like I care because you have so much fucking money. So the birth of um, Kishin Liger uh, is upon us. Um, it is described as the the more violent and crazier side of Liger, it has only come out, I believe, three times at this point. No, it's. I think it's four. Um, you know what Kishin even means? I do not. Do you? Uh, it is. I actually knew this because it's an anime. It, you, I hear it in anime, so therefore I should know. It's um, basically. Um, it's a term that you associate with uh, people that uh, devour the souls of the innocent. Oh God! 
and they become monstrous creatures. That's awesome. So they become like big scary creatures and they get worse and worse and worse the more people they eat. Jeez. <laughs> so this is the fourth the fourth time we have seen uh Kishin Liger. And we're going to get Liger M- Minoru Suzuki one on one at Sumo Hall coming up here. Man, I wish it was at the Denny's attached to the Travelodge where I saw Liger unmasked that one time. <laughs> um, and this shit's gonna be wild. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty excited for it. Um, but I mean, in this match, um, the spike to the table is like a very iconic uh, part of this whole lore, um, as it seems to be Liger's favorite weapon when uh, he goes into this this persona. Um, it, it makes it easier for him to eat people's souls when he spiked them first. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, and he's just attacking him with the spike. It really pit, like picks up at the end where Muda hits the red mist. We have a couple of other uh, things go on, but then Muda ultimately wins with the moonsault. It ended real fast. It got super fast at the end. Oh yeah, like absolutely. really fast paced. There was parts of the match where I'm like, Bleh. like at the beginning. And then it went like nuts. Yeah, it went absolutely insane after Muda started being an asshole. So, you know, as as you do, as you do. Marianne, we only have two questions. Oh, that's better than no questions. Uh, my, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four. We have four questions. I'm sorry. What? That's way more than two. It is. We have qu- we have four questions from two people. That's what I meant to say. Uh, Mike, who you met on on Sunday, he yep. he was uh my. My buddy sitting next to me watching me freak out over Jonathan Gresham. Um, he says, what is the ideal length for a wrestling show when watching in person? Ooh. What do you think, Marianne? I think maybe it it honestly depends on what time of day it starts. Yes. But I think usually like the length of a standard PWG show, like shave off about five or ten minutes. Wow. Because that... Really? Why? Really? That's pretty long. For me, that's as long as I can stand without wanting to fall asleep. I'd say the perfect length for me would be, I'd say maybe two hours with an intermission. I think okay. that's because I, I don't. That's just fine. I don't uh, pay attention to how long things are. I just know when they start. Yes. So it's like I'm like it starts here, and I know it's too long when I start doing this. <gasps> well, I was an actual I, yawn. I was the doing that a lot. I think it was just an exhausting weekend is what was going on there. Um, next question, Marianne. You're going to love this one. Oh, boy. Cuddle, Mary, ignore, Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Chucky e. T. You oh just made the God. list. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Um, oh, man. I got to think about this. I would cuddle Trent and marry Dustin because I feel like Orange Cassidy would be a, do a really, really good job of just ignoring me to begin with. Yeah, if I, feel, I tried to give him any attention. I think that is the the only answer there for sure. Because I can't marry an idiot, and Trent's an idiot. So. Fair, fair enough. Um, Trent with that Tony Nice picture. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. Which he sent to me first. Yes. <laughs> and um, I went, please take it away. It's awful. The only other question here is from is from Nick, and he just asks, uh, when is the house warming? And uh, Lauren looks at me like, she she just rolled her eyes. So, Nick. Oh, Lauren's sitting next to you. Hi, Lauren. Mary, answers hi. We're almost. But you, have to, you have to say it like me, though. No, I'm, I'm not going to. We're going to wrap this up because... We got a lot. We got a lot to do, man. I'm well, so. Well, damn. I'm, you know, I'm just so happy that 
Matt Taven is not a champion. <laughs> is not a champion of anything anymore. I think that's something we can all just strive to be is not Matt Taven. <laughs> so uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moonsault, and you can follow John on Twitter for brilliant tweet content like the Matt Taven one, which you should be tweeting soon. Oh boy, at- I don't need the Matt Taven stance <laughs> coming at me because they are out there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just search for Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well, please. So uh, we know that you're out there listening. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Not you, Dan, because we know you're there all the time. <laughs> our constant. He's our constant. Oh. Yeah, Dan, Dan, is our, Dan, Dan is the one thing holding our relationship together. Cute. Uh, <laughs> head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. Buy a mug, buy a sweatshirt because it might be cold at some time, or the world will just burn and we'll all die together. You would be so unhappy. I would. It, I could we just have a freezing death instead. Anyway. <laughs> sup- I just pictured you frozen in the snow like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Oh, my God. But with well, a smile on your face. Well, he had a smile on his face, too, I believe. Yeah, but you're not as scary looking as Jack Nicholson. Oh, thank you. So support, you're welcome. Support TTR and all of the other podcasts on Night of the Living Geeks Network. Become a Patreon, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Anything you can donate would be, that would just be fantastic. Uh, Marianne, the Oakland A's going back to the playoffs. That's pretty cool. Fuck yes! Pretty excited. I pretend to care about baseball. Oh, well, I will just... I'm not pretending to care. It's 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 in my, the, my backest of back burners. I will just regularly care about baseball, as I always okay. do. So let's wrap this up. We will see you guys next week. AEW next week. Very exciting. Uh, but there's you only. Think Dust will be on the opening show. I sincerely hope so. They got two hours to film. So there's only one <laughs> thing left to do. So, Marianne, if you will. Ring the bell. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com. <laughs>